This is not a good time to be a skeptic or a cynic regarding the Pittsburgh Baseball Club, to say the least. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I am Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins. Where you found this, Pirates 6, Dodgers 2, Pirates take the series. In fact, they take the last two games of the three games set by a combined score of 14-3. to Talk about bouncing back from a really, really, really tough late loss in the opener Tuesday night. But then that's how good teams respond. And if you still haven't crossed over that dark threshold toward acknowledging that this is a good team, I'm not really sure what I can say anymore. I'm not here to sell them. They don't need anybody to sell them. I entered myself this season with the view that they would improve significantly. I did not forecast in any way, shape, or form, and I'm not going to pretend to have done that, that they'd be Major League Baseball's second-best team at the end of a full month of play, nor that they'd be leading the Central Division nor that they would have, sit down for this one, a 6-3 and three record against opponents who are currently over 500. That's been the main skeptic-slash-cynic bash, hasn't it been? The ones who are just clinging, just, don't, don't let me, I don't want to believe, I don't want to, I don't want to have my hopes and dreams ripped apart, I'm not going to invest in this, I'm not going to do any of that. Not me, not this time, not after 40 years of blah, 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 blah. You don't even have that one now. You don't even have the, all they did was beat the Reds and the Rockies. You don't have that. What you have in front of you, Pittsburgh, is a good baseball team. I don't know if they're great. I do know they're not going to continue winning at a 700-plus pace. I do know that there's a natural comeuppance whenever a team surges this way from seeming nothingness. But I'm going to repeat this until my face turns a Clint Hurdle shade of purple. This is not the same team. It's the same Laundry, to borrow from Jerry Seinfeld's routine about how we root for our favorite sports franchises. We're rooting for laundry. That's what you're seeing here. The laundry is the same. The players, for the most part, are different, meaning they're either new to the organization, back in the organization, or in the cases of Rwanzi Contreras, Mitch Keller, Rodolfo Castro, a couple other players you could throw in there. They've grown up. They've gotten a year older, and they've gotten better. That also is not the same team, because they were younger last year, and they're still young now. They can still be better than they are. Not the same team. So it's not the same circumstance that I think a lot of people are trying to paint 
in order to make an already dramatic story that much more dramatic. It's not needed. It's not needed. This isn't some team that just, you know, figured it out and willed themselves to improve and look at us. We were tired of being the doormats. There's not any of that. There's not any of that internally. I can tell you that from having spent an awful lot of time with this team for a couple of months now. It's not how they're thinking. It's not us against the world, us against anybody else other than the team that they're facing that day. In fact, here's a fun exercise. If you go up and down the Pirates' current active roster, the 26-man roster, and weigh how that player is performing versus their career norms, you're not going to see a whole lot of daylight in there. You'll see some guys that are surprising. Uh, you'll see, I mean, here, here's a good one, Kutch. Okay, Kutch looks like old Kutch. Can he keep that up in his mid-30s for 162 games? I don't know. Is he going to need to stay at DH in order for that to happen? Okay, fine. That's an option. How about, um, just to throw another one out there, Connor Joe. Uh, he's just gotten out of an 0-for-12 slump by belting the two-run homer yesterday. And if you look at his overall numbers, they're a little bit above what he's done in the past, but the slump came along and kind of evened that out. So even he's not at some completely out of whack level. Tell me who is. You tell me who's out of whack individually on this roster. And if you want to, you know, pick someone like Jason DeLay or whatever, go nuts. All that stuff evens out over time. Jason DeLay is not winning you ball games with all due respect. What's really happened from last season to this season is that enough players either changed or got a year older. That's it. That's it. The rest really is the laundry. So, you know, calm down. It's okay. They're good. They're not great. I don't think they're great. I don't think they're great as currently constituted. I don't think they'll be great with O'Neill Cruz back. But this feeling that I get back, this this feedback that 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 I receive here, and I get a ton of it, uh, you know, both in this role and as writing columns for DK Pittsburgh Sports, we're very, very much out there. Even at our downtown headquarters and shop, uh, where, where I spend my days, you know, people will stop in and say, I don't know, man, I, I, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to whatever else. It, it, they're good. Just enjoy it. You know, and you don't have to enjoy it the same way Thelma and Louise did as they were driving toward the end of the cliff. There doesn't have to be a cliff. Where is it written that there's got to be a cliff? The cliff, I would think, would have to come, and I'm sorry, but somebody's got to say this, if there were some sort of significant and overwhelming injuries to the starting rotation. Okay, somebody's got to say it out loud. I just said it out loud. That's a cliff. But that's not in sight. That's not there. If you're worrying about stuff like that, then you're also worrying about meteors and whatever else, and you might as well just stay inside and hide under your desk. The team is good. Deal with this. Optimally, you know, with a smile. When we come back, J1Q. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from John, who says that outfield of Brian Reynolds, Jack Sawinski, and Dylan Cruz in about two years is going to be what we all hoped the Kutch, Starling, Marte, and Gregory Polanco outfield was going to become a decade ago. O'Neill Cruz comes back healthy, and either Nick Gonzalez or Tamar Johnson live up to the hype, then both G1 Bay and Rodolfo Castro are going to be utility players. It's hard not to dream about how good this team could be over the next few years. John, I'm not going to throw any water on any of that. But before I get started, I want to at least take a mild exception to the characterization of what we all hoped Kutch, Marte, and Polanco was gonna, were going to be. Uh, Kutch and Marte became everything that they were going to be, and I'm sure a lot more than what a lot of people had expected. And Polanco got hurt. Let's be fair. He had a shoulder injury and a half. It was one of the ugliest shoulder injuries I've seen in baseball. I spent spoke with the people who were involved in his medical procedure, and they acknowledged that the shoulder was, yeah, not great, meaning even after it was fixed. So, you know, let's go a little easy on the guy who got hurt. Beyond that, never presume that prospects are going to slot somewhere conveniently for you. I can tell you that Ben Charrington and his staff don't do anything of the kind. No sports executive should do that, other than if it's a a position that's set in stone, you know, like a hockey goaltender is never going to become a forward for you. A defensive lineman's never going to be your quarterback. But in baseball, other than the difference between pitcher and hitter, don't start moving guys around on the diamond. You have no idea what's going to happen. A little bit more than a year ago, Jack Sawinski was in double A and no one here had even heard his name. Now he's on your list of franchise fixtures. Okay. Cruz, I would think, is going to be the number one overall pick this summer out of LSU. I'm talking about Dylan Cruz, not O'Neill Cruz, obviously. And if and when he is, they're going to find room for him. They're going to find a position for him. We don't know where that's going to be. The top two hitting prospects in the system at the moment, certainly the two who are closest to Pittsburgh, are obviously Andy Rodriguez 
and Henry Davis. Both of them are catchers. But Andy goes on the injured list. With arm trouble, and catchers throw a lot more than people realize. But if Andy isn't a catcher, and Henry is a catcher, where does Andy play? Because his bat will force a spot in the lineup. Maybe he's an outfielder. Maybe he's that other outfielder. Maybe you have so many of these guys that you have your dream scenario that you start, again, don't snap at me here, but you start trading one or two of them for someone that you could really use at, say, another position or for starting pitching depth. That's the way that Charrington and his staff actually think about things. Charrington's plan, he made this crystal clear the day I first met him, the day I sat with him in the glass room when he was hired at PNC Park, that his goal was to have quantity of high ceiling talent. He wasn't going to go for safe guys. By that, I mean someone who you just know is going to hit, you know, 260 with 15 bombs and 65 RBIs, and they're never going to get any better. They're just going to be there, but they also won't hurt you. And from there, the plan, as he made very plain at the time, was to just let them figure it out. Let the players sort it out. Let circumstances sort it out, whether those are injuries or performance, someone rising way up, someone falling way down, someone coming down with Tommy John surgery has just happened to Mike Burroughs, who was supposed to be one of those guys that was going to come up this summer and really offer you bonus depth for that rotation. He was the darling from a pitching standpoint of the entire system last year. Well, one day, walks off the mound holding his elbow, and everything changes. Everything changes. That's the way you have to look at it. Go right ahead and get rosy about it, okay? There is a lot of talent in Pittsburgh. There's some talent in Indianapolis. There's some talent in Altoona. And there's some talent below those levels. But how it plays out on the PNC Park Diamond, man, nobody knows that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We will do another one of these Monday after the Pirates sweep the Nationals in Washington this weekend. Bye. Bye.